0: Back to another episode of Integrated Wellness Radio. We're really diving into uh, a topic that unfortunately is affecting so many different people, and it's really elaborating a little bit further on pain. And we wanted to talk about this because we do find that when people are dealing with what they assume to be physical pain that is affecting their activities of daily living, that that it's super linear. It's going to be, well, I had an old injury or I slept wrong. I have a bad pillow. My mattress is too soft or whatever the case may be. And we find that the way that we look at pain is just very, very one dimensional. And we want to elaborate further. And we're going to do a part one and part two, because when it comes to pain, there's everything from Pain that can stem from stress and emotional things that we're dealing with or holding on to. But then there's this other avenue of different types of stressors when it comes to infections, lymph nodes, more immune system problems that can also really affect our pain patterns. And then there's also a neurological component there. So in part one, we really want to focus a little bit more on the way that we deal with stress and how that can actually physically manifest. And Dr. Nick is definitely going to dive more into some of the really amazing things that he sees um, utilizing his method called the Demartini method. I shouldn't say his method, but it's Demartini is the one who created it. But it's something that he uses as a tool in our practice. And it's very, very fascinating when you're able to see the different things that people are either dealing with or holding on to and how it can actually manifest physically.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, and I always say it's like our biggest um, disservice that surrounds pain is uh, our relationship with it, and it's Mm -hmm. our relationship because this—I mean, it's—it's not anybody's fault, um, but it's we've been taught, like you said, very linear uh, relationship with pain. It's like if you have a knee pain, it's a knee problem. If Mm -hmm. you have a headache, it's a problem in the head, Mm -hmm. um, which is honestly. Sometimes true, and most of the times not uh, when it comes yeah. to actually the, the physical uh, causation of it.
0: I think that's also why we do what we do now, because for those of you that know us from the beginning of our practice, which is almost nine years ago now, which is crazy to say, but We started out as doing chiropractic nutrition supplementation, and we felt that that was being, you know, integrative. But I know that. Wrong. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I know for me, um. I was very frustrated because people were coming in saying, you know, fix my knee. And, you know, based off of my clinical experience, as well as my education, I knew that it wasn't always just the knee. But still looking at the body from a physical standpoint, as chiropractors, we were saying, okay, well, you know, your knee can be caused from your ankle or your foot or your hip, etc. And then we learned more and more and more and we truly started to move our practice into an integrative medicine. Um, layout. And we did that because then we started to realize that these different pains can be associated with infections. They could be associated with vascular issues. They could be associated with different emotional things. And I'm excited for you to kind of go into that because, you know, when we were talking just to even prepare for this, you know, one of the things you said is how, you know, when somebody's scared to take that next step, in their life they can sometimes manifest pain in their lower extremities so that could be a knee it could be an ankle so i want you to like take the show on that and be able to talk a little bit more about some of these patterns and some of these emotional ties to it because it's it's literally just so fascinating with some of the things that we've seen you know throughout the duration of our clinical practice
1: yeah and Like anything, stop me if I get too deep. Um,
0: (laughs) The king of getting deep. (laughs) It's
1: one of my favorite things to do in life. Um, But encompassing big picture, what what I've kind of put together so far is that most physical problems uh, don't have a physical cause. Um, It's either biochemical, it's emotional, it's mental. Um, It's something that's really not a physical problem that's finally ending up uh, stress in the physical body out and then we experience pain. So we have our linear programming and we think it's a physical problem. On the opposite of that, I also see very similar things is that a lot of whether it's depression, anxiety, anger, a lot of our, uh, emotional perception, um, issues aren't really a mental problem. It, it's more of the same thing. It's more of a chemical. It's more of a physical. Uh, it's all those other stresses that finally the mind can't deal with it anymore. And then, boom! Now we're very uh, unstable. I guess you could call it uh, emotionally. So, well,
0: and I think one thing that you say a lot that really just resonates with me is that um, when we are dealing with a emotion, if that is depression, especially, it is it's a polarized view. And you say that primarily because usually there's balance in the scenario, the situation, you know, the bad relationship. But because of somewhat how our minds are programmed, but also how we've been programmed in society is we usually only see the bad. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult, especially when you're in that stress state, to ever see the other side of how the person, the relationship or the situation can actually be bedding, benefiting you in some degree. 100%. And that polarized view makes us feel unlucky or makes us feel depressed or makes us feel angry. And that's are always a really fascinating thing that I feel like I personally use as a tool is when I am feeling that, you know, negative emotion. I always sit back and say, okay, what's the other side of this that I'm not seeing, mm-hmm. or what's the uh, potential lesson that I need to learn from the situation as well?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And th- I mean, that's you're opening a rabbit hole for me to dive <laughs> deep down with that. I I, I want to go, you know, just a little.
0: Okay, we'll come back to just, it. Just I want
1: to go just a little bit into it because mm-hmm. it could, you know. Uh, I guess pre-frame some of the stuff we're going to go into talk about how emotions can be held in physical uh, tissue, but it's like, it, it is the concept of thinking that, you know, we are polarized and polarization, um, not to get too deep in like the physics, but everything has energy and it has a positive, like a battery has a positive side and a negative side. Mm-hmm. And, Every single cell has a polarity, a positive and a negative. The Earth has a North Pole and a South Pole. Mm-hmm. Literally everything has um, made up of energy has mm-hmm. that. And understanding that, that really all energy is balanced. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't have a negative polarity without having a positive polarity. It's impossible to have both. Well,
0: I think that's the really so cool thing that is that this is not our opinion. Like the the. Seeing the positive and the negative in a situation, like, it's physics. Like, it's it's literally the way that there's always balance. So yeah. I think that's the really cool thing about it. Yeah.
1: So it's like when you said, like, sometimes there's a, a good side, no, it's always there's a good side. Yeah. Um, it's just that sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't.
0: Most uh, of the time we don't. Most of the time we
1: don't. <laughs> and it's not our fault. It's because our animalistic nature, um, as we've evolved through time, it's like seeing the negative has kept us alive. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a very important it's a survival mechanism. Yeah, it's very important to, to not judge yourself because that's how we're programmed. But now most of those programmings uh, aren't necessary. So we actually need to install a different program, um, mentally for our systems to run because we're running on outdated program. Um, mm-hmm. and that new program is really, uh, it's, it's installed via exercise. So it's like you become, a marathon runner by starting out running a mile here, a mile there, increasing it, and then finally you get to a point where you can run a marathon
0: unless you- you're from New Jersey and you just do it <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know it's true
1: <laughs> I'll keep those comments to another <laughs> podcast um, and I now mean, I lost where I was at, <laughs> but the other side or I don't know. What the hell. <laughs>
0: All right. Before you get too deep, why don't you start giving us some of those examples of, of oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no. okay, okay. So
1: because <laughs> this is necessary because it's like you don't you don't just get to seeing the other side. Um, mm-hmm. you have to train yourself to it. Um, and it's an exercise to be able to increase that awareness. And as you do this routinely and look for, um, you know, if we have an example where we're, we're noticing this negativity and then we're training ourselves to see the balance of it that that balance and that awareness increases over time. So we become mm-hmm. more self-aware, more conscious and we're not holding as much stress into our subconscious mind. Yeah. So it's becoming more balanced. Um, but until we do that, a lot of that stress gets stored in our physical body because mm-hmm. we're all busy. We have to go to the next part of our life, the next chapter. We got to take the kids here. We got to do something with the dogs. We got yeah. a job. We're like we got to make food. Um, we got tons of responsibilities throughout life. So if we don't deal with it, it's not like it goes away. It's energy. And like yeah. if energy is not created or destroyed. It's just transferred. Yeah. So it's transferred yeah. to some place, a storage bank, whether that's a knee, whether that's a hip, whether that's a low back, whether that's a neck, a mm-hmm. shoulder. Um, that imbalanced stress gets stored. And,
0: and- I just want to like make this disclaimer, because for people that are just like, is this really real? Like, is this even possible? So I think just as such a simple example that I hear very often is how many people when they get stressed, say, oh, my stomach really... You know, starts to bother me or I start to notice that I have, you know, more loose bowel movements when mm-hmm. I get stressed or, you know, all my stress, I really just, you know, feel right here in my gut. So. Oh,
1: before every single football game growing up, I would always have diarrhea.
0: I was just so <laughs> stressed
1: out. Sorry, too much information. Oh,
0: that's all right. <laughs> but I think that it's just, that's a really relatable thing for people. But obviously their stomach is not hurting all the time. It's really just when they're at that peak for stress. Right. So, you know, when it comes to, these other manifestations that are probably not on people's radar at all, Mm -hmm. that's what we want to talk about.
1: Probably. I mean, there's tons of stories, but probably my favorite one is, uh, was a carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm -hmm. And like as chiropractors, uh, well, carpal tunnel, uh, we have pretty much like a sheath, like almost like a, you could think of like a tendon, um, that wraps around your wrist and depending on like poor typing form or whatever you're doing throughout the day, um, it can impinge on a nerve that creates really bad uh, pain and symptoms, lack of strength within the hand. And chiropractors know that Honestly, a lot of the problems here actually starts in the elbow. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you look at the emotions behind it, uh, it's all like, you know, you're holding on to something so tight that you're you're not allowing yourself to let go of. Mm -hmm. And understanding that, I had a newer patient come in. And her main complaint was carpal tunnel syndrome. She actually had carpal tunnel surgery um, where they cut the sheath and allow everything to open up so it's not impingent on the median nerve and um, nothing worked uh, for her. And she still had a lot of scar tissue, not only from the surgery, but uh, inflammation and everything that the cause wasn't uh, dealt with. And it was literally the the first appointment. And I tend not to get too deep, usually, um, on emotions because people, you know, especially if they're there for more of a physical problem. Um, and we haven't really stepped into helping them understand that there's more possibilities. Um, but she seemed, she was from Jersey and she's like, just get me better as quick as possible. I don't care what it is. So I just went right for it. And I was like working on her a little bit and kind of doing some trigger point spots, but more like a distraction, um, as we were talking to her. And I was like, you know, a lot of times, um, this can just come up from holding on to something in your life, and uh, I don't know if anything comes to mind, and literally before I could even, like, take my eyes off of working on her forum and up to her eyes, she was crying, mm-hmm. and uh, she had a family member that had just passed, and she was holding on to uh, a lot of that emotion's, quote-unquote, being strong for the family. Um and when I helped her see, uh, kind of gave her just a quick, quote-unquote, mini Demartini, um, understanding that all energy is balanced. Um, and that, honestly, the Martini method, one of the best things about it is uh, for grief. Um, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of grief cases that just Demartini uh, himself alone has helped, but all the facilitators underneath him. Um, because when you understand grief, Um, we're grieving not the loss of the person, we're grieving the loss of the traits that they were giving us, you know, whether they were giving us support or love, um, like they're giving us protection. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what we grieve. We don't grieve the loss of the actual physical human being. But when you understand that energy is not created or destroyed, it's just transferred. So a trait being energy, that trait was just transferred. It was transferred over to another friend, another family member, um, possibly even a pet sometimes, um, Mm -hmm. and helping her see that just quick awareness that what she thought was lost really wasn't there. And she had everything that she thought was lost. Literally, I could feel as I'm working on her forearm, everything just melted away. And I didn't even do any adjustments like on her ulnar uh, radius, didn't even like just did a little bit of muscle work. And um, by the time I got done, it was just a quick 20-minute session. She goes, besides honestly not having any pain uh, in my hand, I feel like I just lost 20
0: pounds.
1: (laughs) 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 And I was like, so can I charge you your whole program for today? (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we continued because that's also the other side of it. It's like once you remove the cause Mm -hmm. and there is tissue damage. Yeah. You need to go in and physically help heal the tissue. But if you're working on the effect, you're always going to be working on the effect constantly until you actually resolve the cause. Yeah. So, I mean, that was probably one of my favorite stories, but I mean, same thing for like plantar fasciitis when the fascia on the feet get really tight. Um, that's like a big part of like you're you're not stable, um, you're not grounded. There's your foundation's not solid at all, so it's trying to become tight um, as possible to compensate for the looseness. Um, same thing with like knees and hips, like not stepping forward into that next chapter of your life like why are you holding back where is the resistance um, mm-hmm. and I understand the resistance a lot of that comes from fear so you're just figuring out where that fear is mm-hmm. and then breaking down the fear and seeing how it benefits you and it's a drawback and how going through all the the balances so that you can resolve the cause and then yeah the, the hip might be rotated you know the muscles might not be firing the tibia the knee could be rotated the actual patella the kneecap might not be uh tracking properly, then then that's the time to really work on that and you're gonna get awesome effects, but it's also gonna heal a lot quicker because you you're not having that cause, that stress, that's like fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Um and that's like, you know, it, it's it's interesting always talking to other chiropractors because sometimes they give a shit uh, because they're like, oh, you're you're not a chiropractor anymore. You're like blah, blah blah. And I'm just like and there's like if if you all you want to do is practice structural work, like that's fine. But I, what I found it it just takes a little longer when you're only focusing on one system. So it's like either either you work with a team if you don't want to do those other things, like 100%, just stay in your zone of excellence. Like Don't do something that you're not good at or that you're not passionate about, but at least uh, increase your awareness so you can understand that there's more to the story. And I think that's what drives us is that uh, having the blinders on and not actually acknowledging that there's so many different systems and that anything can cause stress to any other part of the body and any other system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what really the cause of pain comes from.
0: Well, I think that's probably what excites me every day about being you know, uh, an integrative practitioner is that I get to – piece the puzzle together for people and have them truly understand, you know, why they potentially haven't gotten better at this point, um, what has been missing, like what has been the root cause all along, and also what is the more personalized approach for them because every single person's needs are very, very different. But it requires you to ask the right questions and to dig a little bit deeper and to maybe ask those uncomfortable questions. You know, we understand that talking about emotional layers is not very comfortable for people. I know that that was a part of my life that I didn't want to acknowledge for a really long time. And I was focusing on my body from a very um, physical and chemical standpoint. So I was constantly, you know, making dietary tweaks and eliminating things out of my diet and taking a boatload of supplements and, you know, getting, um, you know, chiropractic and more physical work. And then when I kept hitting my plateaus was when I had to realize there was another layer here that maybe I wasn't thinking about on a day to day. I wasn't sitting there thinking about, you know, my past or different resentments that I was still holding, but they were still in there. And they were unresolved. And it was definitely a huge part of why I kept hitting my plateaus. So, you know, for those of you listening, it's not that this is 100% the root to your pain, but it's something to consider. You know, some people are just very honest with themselves and like, yeah, I'm super stressed. And yeah, I still hate my dad. Or yeah, I still have a best friend that when we were eight years old that, you know, I still think she's a jerk for what she did to me. You know, these are like, Sounds so silly, but these are things that can stick with us in the long term. And that can really affect us. And, you know, who can who doesn't have some level of fear? You know, who doesn't fear something? And I know that we've had so many hurdles with fear, you know, as business owners and as entrepreneurs and also as being integrated physicians because what we do is not common practice and it is different. It is outside the box. And, you know, having different things that came up in our physical bodies that, you know, were, were us hitting the glass ceiling because of our fear. And it's just so fascinating when you're able to have the awareness. And I think that's like the most important thing is when you're dealing with this, and if you're really resonating with what we're saying, this is not about, you know, you having to like, you know, go into therapy and you have to do all of these things to resolve your emotional issues. And it's going to take forever. It's just the awareness, I think, is number one is, you know, oh, I have plantar fasciitis. Where do I feel really, you know, not um, foundationally secure? Like, what am I scared of? Like, you know, am I scared to take that first step to, you know, what I really want? And if you can at least like acknowledge that and bring that to your your awareness, that's like step number one in, in the healing process mm-hmm.
1: and baby steps
0: exactly yeah. and then obviously there's there's methods like something like the Martini method which if you really just kind of feel stuck and you feel like you can't do the healing on your own is being able to use that modality to you know and take you to where you want to be and with that
1: technique there's facilitators all over the entire world yeah um, which so if you're in denmark or you're in australia like there's mm-hmm. going to be somebody uh, relatively close to you yeah um, you can find, and, but what, what struck me is, you know, hundred percent is increasing the awareness that allows you to deal with, uh, your pain. And it, it's, that's the change in the relationship with it. It's like, we've all been programmed that our relationship, that, that pain is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And it's also understanding that pain is like, that's a polarized view of pain. That pain's also beneficial. Um, and when we understand that, that changes our relationship with it so it's like we're not pissed off and we're experiencing pain we're like oh shit this is awesome like mm-hmm. i'm experiencing some pain this is actually going to that this pain is, has the ability to change my life for the better mm-hmm. um instead of being like i gotta deal with one more thing it's like it's like no it's like new level new devil um we we have a pain where is it coming from How is this incongruent with our life? How can we make it congruent? How can we change our habits, our thoughts, or our being, um, to decrease that pain? And when we do, you know, Mm -hmm. eventually another pain's gonna come. Um, might not be physical. Could be, like you said, in business. It's like, um, depends on what category of life it's in. But it's always really just an opportunity uh, for us to get more alignment and serve ourselves better. Mm -hmm. Like,
0: Well, I think what you're saying is just pain is a feedback mechanism. So, you know, when you're dealing with pain, it's not that you have to be like, oh, yay, I'm in pain. mm -hmm. But it's really just pain is there as um, a way for your body to raise a red flag to say there's something going on here. And sometimes there's going to be this emotional layer that maybe you're not um, dealing with or maybe you're scared to deal with. or you know, you you think that um you can kind of like stuff it down and move on. But then there's also sometimes that red flag is being raised because your body is dealing with an infection or it's dealing with a vascular issue or it's dealing with something else physically. Or
1: just a, you know, a trauma.
0: A trauma. Exactly. So pain is there for us to be able to make a change Mm -hmm. and you know if you can't figure out what that change is that's okay that's why integrative physicians like us exist because it's we're able to really decipher okay is your you know knee pain truly because of a knee injury or because you played soccer or you know you tore your acl in the past or is this actually associated with um the fact that you might have strep in your knee because that's something we're going to talk about in our next episode Um, or, you know, is there some type of fear that you're not willing to take that first step? So that's really the most fascinating thing about pain is it can be from so many different origins and you can truly resolve it and create sustainability with it being resolved if you know the root cause. Um, so step number one is really being able to figure out the root cause essentially.
1: And don't think linear.
0: And don't think linear, of course.
1: Also, if anybody's interested in like kind of diving deeper into the emotional side of things, um, one of my favorite books that uh, John DiMartini. Martini uh, wrote is called the Breakthrough um, Experience, Experience. Mm-hmm. and that has a lot of awesome short stories, and it gives you some insight of how the De Martini method actually works mm-hmm. um, and how it works. So it's always uh, a oh, I remember. Okay, tell me.
0: So I'm actually curious. I don't personally know the answer to this, so I'm curious uh, when it comes to the this talk about the emotional side being tied to pain. What is your thoughts on fibromyalgia? Lots of thoughts. Okay. So start with one. (laughs)
1: Um, The, I mean, the easiest uh, way to put it, and it's kind of weird when you look at fibromyalgia, uh, it's just the whole entire nervous system um, is crazy inflamed. And when you look at it on like a more physical standpoint is that every single little thing causes the person excruciating pain and uh when you look at uh, neurologically uh there's certain nerves that pain tra- uh, travels through mm-hmm. and that can only be activated if there's a threshold of these receptor sites that it goes over and then that pretty much signals to the nerve that hey I'm in pain I'm going to go tell the brain that I'm in pain so we can change this because this sucks um I don't want this stress on me and for most pain things, it's, oh, I had a hammer, I hit my thumb, it goes up the signal. That's honestly why it's like when you do hit your thumb, you shake it because that same pathway has movement in it, uh, proprioception, body awareness, and space. So it's like when you shake your thumb, that mm-hmm. decreases the signal of the pain firing, the tone of the brain that we're in pain. Mm-hmm. But that's not happening to fibromyalgia because everything is literally on the yeah. threshold. And I think foundationally um, – and I know, actually, the last seminar I was at with John D. Martini, uh, he just um, put together this whole new seminar uh, that I haven't uh, gone to yet. Um, but he was going to go over phallicology, which I was interested in, and so I haven't heard his explanation of it yet. So this is just my personal explanation. Um, but I really believe it comes down to uh, like a, almost like a detachment of oneself um, that the. The person got to the point um, where they fully don't love themselves. And it's kind of like the last um, major step in that ability to have a huge feedback mechanism to say, I'm on fire, like literally physically like i'm on mm-hmm. fire you this needs to take all of your attention and to gut come inward mm-hmm. to figure out like where this deep-rooted issue comes from not loving yourself mm. and you and usually it honestly comes down to um one single root cause that has many 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 links and attachments to it um it's almost like when you uh, like because lyme's very um popular uh, Ly- now, Lyme disease, Lyme disease is, mm-hmm. uh, it's always like really the analogy that uh, really itself doesn't, unless it's neurological, usually doesn't cause most of people's symptoms. Uh, it just drops the immune system and literally allows a party for all the other co-infections. Mm-hmm. Um, Babesia, um, Partinella, like all the other infections that really cause the person symptoms. So, it, a lot of times uh, with fibromyalgia, there's one deep rooted uh, cause that's really disassociating the person with themselves. Um, but consciously, they're going to like have all these other attachments and symptoms, um, which is why they're feeling it everywhere. But once you can get the person to realize the deep root cause and then balance and see how that was just a much benefit and well, disservice. What
0: is so, an example? Like, are you saying that they had maybe, um, you know, a relationship with a parent that was, you know, that maybe they had a lot of high expectations on them and they felt like they can never meet those expectations. And now they're manifesting those same patterns in other parts of their lives. Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, yes and no. I mean, that's a lot more simple. Um, But it's also understanding that it doesn't have to be a big traumatic event. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's really just your perception of the event that matters. Um, And that's why it's like, you know, dealing with people like they could have something, quote unquote, how we would perceive like this is just the worst thing ever. I can't believe it. Yeah, Um, And it really didn't affect them as much. And you could have something, you know. A little more simple that a parent just didn't give them as much attention as what they thought they deserved, and that exponentially grew out of proportion perception, and now their nervous system is 100% on that flight or flight. Um, So it can be tons of different things. but Well,
0: and those types of things really dictate our behaviors later on. You know, when you feel like maybe you didn't get attention from a parent, then these people tend to be more extroverts and they're like end up becoming comedians because then they're always constantly getting attention based off of, you know, their profession or the way that they act in social environments. So it kind of brings back to… A lot of the different things that we deal with end up shaping us later, Um, and we can sit there and, and hold on to the fact that we didn't feel like we got enough attention from a parent, but it was actually what projected us into our life path, which, you know, obviously can have a lot of benefits to it as well. Oh,
1: 100%. percent. So, it's like we're always trying to fulfill what we're we find what we perceive as missing into our life. Mm-hmm. So it's like once we once we realized that nothing was actually missing, this was a perceived void, but it was actually the biggest gift that we've ever been given because it actually gave us what mm-hmm. we value most in our life.
0: Yeah. yeah and I know for me, it's like I was uh the firstborn and I remember feeling like you know, my parents didn't give me as, as much attention as my brother and sister. And they honestly, there wasn't a lot of um gratification. Like if I did really good on a test, it was kind of like, yeah, oh, good. Yeah, great. Like there wasn't uh, a lot of those pat's on the back. And it was interesting because I think that You know, when I reflect back on it, I was always like such a high achiever, and I think it was like in hopes that I was going to get that, you know, pat on the back one day. Mm -hmm. Didn't really happen. (laughs) But uh, with that being said, you know, I'm obviously very grateful for that because that allowed me to to do what I do today. Um, But when you're, you know, you're a child, you don't see it that way. So I think that's really the beauty of being able to use the martini method because I think that. when we all think about dealing with emotional layers, if that's tied to pain or not, it's a very uncomfortable step, you know, because we don't want to sit there and play the I feel sorry for myself or, you know, we don't want to sit there and necessarily talk about the traumas that we've been through. And, you know, the Martini method is, is foundationally so, so different um, of how it, it looks at the different events that we judge, resent or are holding on to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so definitely for those of you that are listening check out our website so you can learn a little bit more about the Martini method and you can definitely hop on a strategy call with our team to also have them walk you through the process of um, how you can actually do that and you can do it long distance which is great because uh, dr nick can do it via zoom conference so um, we thank you for being with us Um, dr nick any closing statements
1: See the balance, increase the awareness, <laughs> love thyself, it heals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, elaborating on this. I think it's really, really insightful. And uh, next episode, we're going to be talking more about my zone of excellence, which is pain that is tied to different types of internal things that are going on, everything from infections to immune system stress to organ dysfunction, etc. cetera. Um, so I think that between these two episodes, it should really allow you to understand why you may have not gotten results with your approach to pain at this point we thank you for being a listener and subscriber to integrative wellness radio if you're looking to learn more about integrative wellness group as well as dr nick or dr nicole you can check out integrativewellnessgroup.com.